Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. For the next couple hours, you are going to hear subject matter that could scare the living daylights out of you. But it's important and it's real. Robert Gleason back with us. He has dedicated 30-plus years to researching the threat of nuclear terrorism, the possibility of nuclear annihilation. He was featured in the History Channel special on Prophets of Doom. He has also had an extremely long and exceptionally successful career as an acquisitions editor in New York Publishing. And for the past 28-plus years, he has worked at Tor Forge Books. He is the executive editor, and I'm very proud to say my editor with all my books, including with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, he is the best in his own works. This one we're talking about is called An Into the Fire. It's a novel but like I mentioned, it's got a lot of reality to it. Bob, welcome back to Coast to Coast. Uh, thanks for having me, George. I'm looking forward to this. And my gosh, you are right on when it comes to this. Yeah. I saw this North Korea story, and I said, I can't believe it. Bob's on with me tonight. This, Here we are. This is happening. What got you involved in, in really becoming an expert on nuclear terrorism and, and nukes? Well, um, you know, I edited a couple of uh, big apocalyptic disaster novels with our old friends Larry Newman and Jerry Purnell, including Lucifer's Hammer for Fall. I was interested in writing apocalyptic stuff, and myself I was starting to write. And, uh, that I, I wanted to write a, a novel about a nuclear apocalypse, and one of the things I wanted to have is some terrorists uh, start, start the thing going. And I, I started researching the subject, and there was nothing out there on nuclear terrorism. There's still shockingly little on the subject, and so I'm you know, I just spent decades go gathering, collecting information. I eventually wrote a nonfiction book on the subject called The Nuclear Terrorist. And it's one of the things that, that struck me about it was the threat is incredibly grave and incredibly realistic, and yet nobody really studies it or does anything about it. And so I, that, that, that I kind of became obsessed with it. And I got to ask you too, with Kim Jong Un doing what he's doing, I think one of the other threats is not his ability to to launch, but to give away his technology to a terrorist group. Oh yeah, absolutely. He got a lot of his technology from uh, AQ uh, Qatar Khan, you know, at the uh, the Pakistani. Uh, yeah, the Pakistani guy, and he was he, he that guy was so crazy. He was selling it to non-Muslims. You know, he was. Uh, I don't know what Kim Jong Il is a Buddhist. I don't know, and the. Um, uh, probably an atheist since he's a communist. The, uh, uh, the, uh, but you know the, the real problem with Kim is everybody talks about him, you know, mounting a warhead on an ICBM, which, by the way, is very difficult. And also, as soon as the war, the the missile left the launch pad, everybody'd spot it. And you know there is a red line, and you really don't nuke other people. And the consequences of Kim doing that would be that not only NATO would nu- would nuke North Korea off the face of the earth. Um, I suspect Russia and China might even jump in. You know that or, or you don't want to set a precedent where where terrorists can can nuke a country and get away with it. That's right. The, the Russia has to worry about Chechen terrorists. And I don't think I think I think Kim would find himself all alone. 
And the uh, I don't. And furthermore, on the other hand, if he wanted to get some terrorists to come over here and nuke a half a dozen American cities, in all likelihood, we would never know who did it, and he'd get away with it. So why why would he want to mount a, a warhead on an ICBM and and have us turn his country into a thermonuclear parking lot when he could do the other thing and get away with it? Well, and and as you mentioned, one of the other problems is what if he gets a nuke on a ship? And they're able to launch that way, and they bring the ship close to the coast of the United States. And if you if if he doesn't hit Los Angeles, let's say he detonates a nuke in the atmosphere, Bob, and creates an EMP, which, as I was just talking to Bill Fortune about, shuts down our power grid. Bill Fortune, one of my authors. Yeah, I edited one second after. Yeah, the uh, the yeah he uh, in all likelihood, if you put something on a ship, you'd, you'd launch a cruise missile. And the the cruise, if if you're close enough to that, would be that would hit so fast and be beneath the radar that would would not even be spotted. Also, because the the circle of destruction is so great for a nuclear weapon, doesn't have to be that accurate. In fact, you could have it detonate on impact, so you don't even have to have complicated fusing systems in it. That that, you know that could be easily done. Uh, But however, in all likelihood, we'd find out who did it. So why why wouldn't if if you if on the other hand if you get a couple of chunks of bomb grade highland rich uraniums uh, the size of small grapefruits you put one on the ground we put one six feet above it and you drop the one on the other hits a square you get fifty percent of the Hiroshima yield so put, all it has to do is hit it in the right yeah, spot right yep if you put a couple of chunks in a piece of old Civil War cannon barrel tamp off the ends blast one into the other extra high explosive you might approximate the Hiroshima yield. It would be a lot easier and a lot safer for the perpetrator to smuggle those little chunks of bomb-grade uh, highly-enriched uranium into the United States. It's extremely easy to smuggle because they they emit alpha rays. They do not uh, emit beta or gamma rays. Alpha rays are easily blocked. And, you know, if you put it... If you wrapped it up in aluminum foil, the, uh, a radiation detector would not even detect it. So, you know, you put it in a shipping container and you send the stuff here. You, you, you send over enough to build a half a dozen bombs and set them off simultaneously in a half a dozen American cities. And Bill Cohn, who was William Cohn, was Clinton's defense secretary, right. wrote a very good book called Blink of an Eye, in which something like that happens. And you are 85% of the way through the book before you have any idea who really did it. And it, uh, among other things, it could be a false flag operation, you know. Well, and those they, are possible. Yeah, and so you really don't know who did it. So why would Kim Jong Il? Uh, you know, there's a, we have a genuine belief that uh, dictators are somehow insane. They're not insane at all. But what they want to do is hold. Is they want to hold on to power. If possible, they want to consolidate. He's evil. He's power. evil, but he's not insane. No, he he wants to hold on to power. Look, by his standards, he's the smartest dictator in the world. You know what? He probably has more iron-clad control over his nation than any other dictator. People are petrified yeah. of him. Though. And now, by our standards, he's evil. But by his standards, he's very logical. Uh, Stalin was arguably the worst human being that ever lived, but by his stand, the standards of dictators, he was absolutely brilliant and rational. Everything he did consolidated his power, expanded his power. Now he, he probably killed sixty million people, but the but it always it was always for a logical reason to expand his own power. Kim Jong Il, like the Iranian mullahs, they do these things to expand their power. 
Now, if we threat, if we can show them that, yeah, we can take that power away from you, they you, you'll find them to be surprisingly uh, uh, logical. That we did that to Kim Jong uh, Il, his the current Kim's father, and he backed down and he did it, and he you know and he he uh, he eliminated his nuclear weapons program and they, for 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 a time, and the um, and we had the means to completely destroy it, which we didn't, we should have done and did not do. The um, but also the the Iranian mullahs, we put sanctions on them where they could not cash a check around the world. If, if somebody sent them a check, they couldn't cash it, and the uh, that we broke their economy financially. We could, and there's a uh, you know it requires the participation of a half a dozen major That's nations. Right. We could do it again. And and then suddenly these people become very logical, very rational when you do stuff like that. Well, today China said that uh, they have instructed their banks uh, not to deal with North Korea as much as they have been. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we get, well, that's, as I said, that's the ultimate sanction to say you cannot cash checks. You're, you're eliminated from the bank, from the, the global banking system. Yeah, and right. that will burn a country to its knees overnight. We did it to We did it to Iran. If you have two pieces of enriched uranium and you stand up one in each hand and smack them together just with an arm motion, would that explode? No. What you have to have is the the, the secret to the dropping it, you know, for six feet is the those those small chunks. It's uh, uranium is the is the densest, heaviest element in the known universe, and so you get a chunk the size of a, of a grapefruit. That may not sound like very much, but it weighs a hundred pounds, and you drop it from a height of six feet. And the moment, momentum is mass times velocity. The momentum of that—that's what does it. Heck, yeah, you couldn't. Uh, you really couldn't hit the. Uh, you'd have to be Superman to really slam uh, two hundred. But if you're close by, you're vaporized under that oh, scenario. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know the irony is that unlike nuclear waste, pure bomb, bomb fuel, pure plutonium or uranium bomb fuel, uh, you can hold it in your bare hands. It's not going to kill you. Now, if you inhaled it or you had a cut on your hand and got in your bloodstream, it would kill you. But you can, you can carry that stuff, or you can put it in your shirt pocket and carry it around. It might rip your pocket out. Huh. Well, when you're radiated, how does that kill you? Uh, what happens is the, uh, the, the, uh, the uranium compounds and oxides, when it mixes with other elements, then it becomes the most dangerous toxic substance in the world. If you stand near it, you will die. And and it will remain toxic for as much as two hundred fifty thousand years. But it's the mixture of the oxides and the compounds into the uranium. Like Fukushima. Uh yeah, like nu- any of the nuclear waste and any of the nuclear power plants is spectacularly lethal, toxic. And if you breathe it in, you could get killed. That stand near. If you just don't breathe at all and stand stand two feet from a, a big oh, chunk of, of nuclear waste, you'll die. It's that lethal. Yeah. Most lethal stuff in the world. That's scary stuff. Why do we keep using it? Why do we keep? We got a hundred thousand tons of it here in the United States, and we have no idea what to do with it. And by, and by the way, at some point, Michael Flynn, you know, who was the, for a while for yep. three and a half, he didn't weeks, last long. National Security Advisor. He's been trying to sell forty nuclear power plants to the Middle Eastern nations, including a bunch of them to the Saudis, which is more more than just. The, the more than just stupid, it's uh, it's like suicidally psychotic. I mean, it, you know, the Saudis in particular, they were largely responsible for the flattening of the World Trade Centers. They supplied the seed money to ISIS and right. Al-Qaeda. You know, you don't, you'd wanna, I wouldn't sell them a single pistol. And, you know, he's talking about selling them a whole bunch of uh, nuclear power plants. That's a, that's a plane. Where do we get people like that?
Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.